Manténgase en pie de un momento más. Mateo capítulo 20, verso 1 en adelante. Matthew 20, chapter 20, verse 1, and we'll read down to verse 16. Aren't you glad you came to church? ¿Está alegre que vino a la casa de Dios esta noche? It reads, for the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. When he had agreed with the laborers for a denarius for the day, he sent them into the vineyard. And he went out about the third hour and saw others standing in the marketplace. And to those he said, you also go into the vineyard. And whatever is right, I will give to you. And so they went. Then he went out about the sixth and the ninth hour and did the same thing. And about the eleventh hour... He went out and found others standing around, and he said to them, Why have you been standing here idle all day long? They said to him, Because no one hired us. And he said to them, You go into the vineyard too. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to the foreman, Call the laborers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last group to the first. When those hired about the eleventh hour came, each one received a denarius. When those hired first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also received a denarius. And when they received it, they grumbled at the landowner, saying, These last men have worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us, who have borne the burden and the scorching heat of the day. But he answered and said to them, Friend, I do, I am doing... Pardon, friend, I am doing you no harm or no wrong. Did you not agree with me for denarius? Take what is yours and go, but I wish to give to this last man the same as to you. Is it not lawful for me to do what I wish with what is my own? Or is your eye envious because I am generous? So the last shall be first, and the first shall be last. Father, we thank you for your word, which is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. And I pray tonight that you would anoint my lips of clay to preach the word of the living God. I thank you for the opportunity to preach one more time before the end of this year. I pray that you would anoint the hearing of this congregation, that they might receive the word with gladness, that it might bear fruit in our hearts. And we pray this in Jesus' name. The whole church said amen. Amen. You may be seated. Puede tomar su lugar. I want to go by way of exposition tonight and take this parable and look into some points which are of great value and importance to us and which I believe God is speaking to the church in general and to Kingsway Church. I began a couple of weeks ago, several weeks ago, to share with you what the Lord had put on my heart concerning the year 2016. And I will make a little reference of it tonight, but if you uh, haven't heard that, you need to be in church in the next few weeks and uh, to hear what God is saying to us as a congregation 
and as a people. En las semanas pasadas eh, comencé a compartir con ustedes en los miércoles lo que el Señor ha, ha hablado a mi corazón concerniente el año 2016. Y si usted no escuchó esos mensajes, véngase a la casa del Señor en los próximos domingos y vamos a estar oyendo lo que Dios tiene para este año y esta congregación. How many of you believe God still speaks? ¿Cuántos creen que Dios todavía habla hoy? How many of you believe God speaks to specific people? How many of you believe he speaks to specific churches? He has a word for Kingsway Church. Dios todavía habla a personas en específico y tiene una palabra para la iglesia. Entonces el menester estar dispuestos a oír y recibir lo que Dios tiene para nosotros. So it's very necessary that you have an open heart to hear what God is saying to the church. And what he is saying to us in general. And often what he says to us as a church, he is also saying to us as individual families. Muchas de las veces lo que Dios habla a nuestra iglesia en corporal también lo está hablando a familias en especial y específicamente. And so I need you to tune in tonight with your spirit. Escuche con su espíritu esta noche. If you're a member of the staff here at Kingsway, tune in tonight. If you are a member of the volunteer corps, tune in tonight. If you're someone who wants to get involved, tune in tonight. God wants to do great things and is going to do great things in the year 2016. I believe that the year 2016 will be a year in which God will nail some things down. He's going to bring stability to the body of Christ at Kingsway Church. Yo creo que el año 2016 va a ser un año en el cual el Señor va a clavar algunas cosas al piso. Va a traer establecimiento y estabilidad al cuerpo del Señor. And so if you have been living in a lot of instability, I want you to get ready because in a few hours, you're going to be entering into a new stability zone. Si usted ha estado viviendo en una instabilidad, prepárese porque en, una hora, en unas horas vamos a entrar a una zona de estabilidad. I wish there was some faith in the house tonight. Yo creo que hay fe en la casa de Dios esta noche. God wants to bring stability to your life. Every time God does something new, every time he brings us to a new level, there is a time of transition. But then there is a new level and a new place of stability. That's where God is taking us. Siempre cuando Dios hace algo nuevo, hay transición. Y en la transición hay inestabilidad. Pero cuando llegamos a ese lugar plano, ese lugar de estabilidad, ahí vemos que Dios está también trabajando. Entonces yo quiero que usted tenga sus ojos espirituales abiertos. So have your eyes open in this coming year for how God is going to bring stability to your life. How he's going to nail some things down. Some things you've been wondering about are they coming or they are not coming. God is saying they're coming this coming year and they're going to become firm in your life. And hay cosas que usted ha estado orando y pensando cuando van a llegar estas cosas a mi vida van a llegar en este próximo año. Now, I don't expect all of you to say amen, but if I'm talking to you, I expect you to say amen. All right. Now, this doesn't always mean you have to see it. It means you have to receive it. 
Esto no significa que tenemos que verlo, tenemos que recibirlo. Everything we receive from God, here we go Kingsway, you know the answer to this one. We receive by? Todo lo que recibimos de Dios lo recibimos por la fe. I want you to know I'm in no rush tonight. I'm going to preach till midnight, so you might as well just hang in there. I won't preach till midnight, but I'm not going to give you a quick sermon either. All right? I'm not in a hurry. No estoy a prisa esta noche. Voy a predicar hasta que llegue el año nuevo. Y si no, acerca a eso. Pero le voy a dar tiempo para que escuchen la palabra de Dios. Are you all right with that? All right. Now this parable shows us some things about the kingdom of God. Esta parábola nos habla de algunas cosas en el reino de Dios. The first thing I want you to notice is the Bible says the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to find laborers for his vineyard. I want you to just think about for a moment the kingdom of heaven. The name of our church is Kingsway Church. And I have told you this year that it is the job of every church, and in particular Kingsway Church, to be an embassy of heaven on earth. Yo les he dicho este año lo que dice la palabra del Señor, que esta iglesia es una embajada espiritual del reino de Dios en la tierra. Now, you guys maybe haven't been to an embassy before. Quizá usted no ha ido a una embajada. But if you go to an embassy, when you walk into that embassy, it might be the Russian embassy in the United States of America. But when you walk in there, you're in Russia. They speak Russian. The culture of the embassy is Russian. And all the things that are in there are part of the Russian culture. Cuando usted entra a la embajada de Rusia, aunque esté en los Estados Unidos, el momento que usted entra al terreno de esa embajada, usted entra a la embajada, a, al sitio de Rusia. Estando en Estados Unidos, usted puede entrar a Rusia cuando usted entra a una embajada. Ahí se habla ruso. Ahí está la cultura Rusia. ¿Por qué? Porque usted ha entrado a una embajada. You've entered into an embassy. That's God's vision for Kingsway Church. That when people walk into this church, the moment they walk in, they know that they are in the kingdom of God. The moment they walk in, they know that they are in a place like no other because this is a place where God dwells. They were at Walmart earlier. They were at HEB before. They went by Walgreens, but then they came into the embassy of God's kingdom on the earth. And God is present among us. Somebody ought to say amen in the house of God. Esa es la visión que Dios tiene para nosotros. Y cuando usted y yo entremos a este lugar, sepamos, estoy en la embajada del reino de Dios. Cualquier cosa es posible en la casa de Dios. Hell might have fought you all day long from getting here. But the moment you walked in, you walked into the place that anything is possible because you are in the presence of God and in, in, in an embassy of his kingdom. Do you have the kind of faith for that? That's why you got to come to church in 2016 with your engine going, all right? Don't expect Brother Josh and the team to get you going and then Pastor Isaac to get you going. No, you need to come in here on fire and say, guess what? I came to the embassy today. God is already there. And if God is there and I'm there and I've got a little bit of faith, anything is possible in God's house. Cuando usted entra a esta iglesia en este año nuevo, entre listo. 
No espere que el cantista le, le haga el fuego quemar un poco y luego que el pastor le eche una leñita por ahí. No, usted venga ya encendido porque usted viene a la casa de Dios. Viene a la presencia de Dios donde todo es posible. Let me say something things to you. The kingdom of heaven is a reality. Tell your neighbor, the kingdom of heaven is a reality. Tell your other neighbor, the kingdom of heaven is real. Dígale a su vecino, el reino de Dios es una realidad. The kingdom of heaven is more real than, you, than the reality you and I know right now. El reino de Dios es más real que la realidad en la cual estamos viviendo hoy. I'm going to give you a little time to soak that in. God's kingdom is more real than the reality that you and I live in right now. El reino de Dios es más real que la realidad en la cual estamos viviendo hoy. You and I live in the United States of America. The United States of America is a little over 230 years old. But the kingdom of heaven has no birthday. It had no day of beginning. It has always existed. Usted y yo vivemos en, el, en los Estados Unidos. Tuvo un nacimiento hace unos 230 más o menos años. Pero el reino de Dios nunca tuvo nacimiento. Ha existido desde toda la historia de la humanidad. De toda la historia de la deidad. Entonces el reino de Dios es más real que el reino de este mundo. The kingdom of God is more real than the kingdom of this world. Now you're going to have to process that a little bit. All right? God's economy is more real than Wall Street. I wish there was some faith in here today. I said God's economy is more real than Wall Street. La economía de Dios es más real que la economía del Wall Street. Allá están meciéndose las manos at Wall Street. They're wringing their hands. I don't know what this new year is going to bring. But guess what? The kingdom of God is cool. It's confident. Why? Because the kingdom of God has an economy that doesn't depend on the stock market. It doesn't depend on the housing market. It doesn't depend on the oil boom. The kingdom of of God is more real than the world in which you and I live in. Oh, I'm preaching better than you're saying amen tonight. Tell your neighbor again, the kingdom of heaven is a reality. You see, in the real in the world we live in, we call it the real world, we have IRS. You ever heard of the IRS? Or am I the only one? ¿Cuántos han escuchado el IRS? Esa es la realidad de este mundo. But there is a, an economy above that. There is in our world a reality called Obamacare. But the kingdom of God has Jesus care. And it doesn't go up every year. I said it doesn't go up every year. He paid the premium once and for all at the cross with his blood. Jesús pagó el precio de nuestra sanidad. Así que en este mundo hay Obamacare, pero en el reino de Dios hay Cristo Care. Y Cristo Care nos cubre a todos con la sangre del Cordero y nos hace libre de la enfermedad. Now here's the problem. The world has painted you a picture of reality. 
And so while I'm saying the kingdom of heaven is a reality, all you see is the world in front of you. The doctor's diagnosis. The lawyer's bad news. The politician's broken promise. Eso es lo que ha pasado en el mundo. Hay una realidad que es el reino de Dios, pero el enemigo ha pintado un retrato de una realidad falsa la cual está en nuestro mundo. Y todo lo que podemos ver, algunos de ustedes, mientras yo digo que el reino de Dios es más real que tu economía, todo lo que ustedes ven es los biles que tienen que pagar mañana. So I'm telling you, God's economy is bigger than yours, and all you can see is the bills that are due in the morning. Am I talking to anybody? See, you didn't know it, but you came into church with a veil. Algunos de ustedes entraron a la iglesia con un velo. And that's why it's hard for you to say amen. Because all you see is all you see. Algunos de ustedes no pueden decir amén porque todo lo que ven es todo lo que ven. The Bible tells us that the enemy comes against us with vain imaginations. He paints a picture and puts it in front of us and says, this is your reality. You'll never do any better than this. Your parents were divorced. Your grandparents were divorced. You're going to have a divorce too. You, you were broke. Your parents were broke. Your grandparents were broke. You're going to be broke your whole life. Nobody in your family's ever gone to college. Nobody in your family's ever going to go to college. And before long, that reality starts to frame your life. Uh, a veces el enemigo viene y pinta un retrato del fracaso de lo que jamás vas a poder lograr, que jamás vas a sacar o levantar cabeza, que jamás vas a tener economía, que jamás vas a tener sanidad y comienzas a creerle a la realidad que hay delante de ti. But I'm here today to tell you that the kingdom of God is more real than what you see with your eyes. El reino de Dios es más real de lo que tú ves. I said the kingdom of God is more real than what you see. El reino de Dios es más grande que lo que tú ves. I see trouble, but God sees triumph. I see trial, but God sees victory. I see sickness, but God sees healing. I see broke, but God sees blessed. Come on, somebody. Bless the Lord in his house. Alguien alabe a Dios. Porque esta realidad tiene que caer. And you know the Bible says that you can cast down vain imagination. Dice la palabra del Señor que usted puede tirar hacia abajo la vana imaginación. All you have to do is go like this. Es todo lo que usted tiene que hacer. Dejar caer el velo y ver lo que Dios ve. Somebody say, Lord, let me see what you see. Say it again, Lord, let me see what you see. I see a teenager rebelling, but Lord, let me see what you see. I see a diagnosis, but Lord, let me see what you see. I see trouble, but Lord, let me see what you see. Alguien diga, Señor, déjame ver lo que tú ves. Yo veo el problema, pero tú ves el triunfo y la victoria. Dame los ojos en el espíritu y de la fe para ver lo que tú ves. I'm going to preach this year empty, all right, just so you know it. So you might as well get on track with me. I'm talking to you today, Kingsway Church. It's time for you to get a, a reality check. The kingdom of God is more real 
than what you see. The kingdom of God transcends our reality. El reino de Dios transciende nuestra realidad. Now, the kingdom of God, like every kingdom, has a currency. You go to Guatemala, the currency is quetzales. You go to Mexico, currency is pesos. You go to England, the currency is pounds. Cada reino tiene su uh, moneda. Si va a Guatemala, es el quetzal. Va a México, es el dólar. El peso. Va a Inglaterra, es la libra esterlina. Va a Estados Unidos, es el dollar. You come to America, it's a dollar. The kingdom of God has a currency. How many of you would like to know what it is? I guess you don't. I bet you have some in your pocket. ¿Cuál será la moneda en el reino de Dios? Oh, you're good, Kingsway. I love this church. ¿Cuál será la moneda del reino de Dios? What is the currency of the kingdom of God? You got it. It is faith. Say it again. Faith. Faith is the currency of the kingdom of God. La fe es la moneda del reino de Dios. If you want to buy and sell in the kingdom, you got to have some faith. Si usted quiere comprar y vender en el reino, tiene que tener fe. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things unseen. La fe es la sustancia de lo que se espera. No lo veo, pero lo tengo. I can't see it, but I have it because the kingdom of God is more real than the world around me. El reino de Dios, porque es más real, aunque yo no lo veo, yo lo tengo. Did you bring your faith tonight? That's why I tell you every Sunday, I need a little faith in here. Because I need you to take out your billfold and pull out some currency. Because you can't have what I'm preaching until you get some currency. Usted no puede apropiarse de lo que yo estoy predicando hasta que usted saque la fe. Fifty-two times I preach in this pulpit, or somebody preach in this pulpit at, on Sunday morning, and and I told you about how good God was, and how God could work a miracle in your life, and about how God could transcend your reality. But some of you never received any of those things, not because it wasn't true, but because you didn't bring out any currency. Yo prediqué. Alguien predicó más de 52 veces en este púlpito en, en los domingos de la mañana Relatando lo que Dios había provisto Y que los milagros son posibles Que la victoria es nuestra Y algunos nunca se apropiaron de ello Porque no tuvieron la fe The Bible said the kingdom of heaven suffers violence Think about that word suffer It's an old English word Dice la, la escritura El reino de Dios sufre violencia 
Y esa palabra sufre, usted y yo entendemos que significa sufrir o tener agonía. We understand the word suffer to mean agony or, or, or pain. But the old English word suffer means that it allows or demands. That's why Jesus said, suffer the children to come unto me. You remember that? He wasn't saying punish them by bringing them to church. He was saying allow them to come or compel them to come. So when Jesus said the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, it really means it's saying the kingdom of heaven demands violence. It demands aggressiveness. Lo que Jesús está diciendo es que el reino de Dios sufre, no que tiene agonía, sino que permite o requiere la violencia, requiere que alguien sea agresivo para tomarse de lo que hay ahí. In order to take what's in the kingdom, you and I have to violently approach the kingdom. He said the kingdom of heaven suffers violent and the violent take it by force. Los Valientes lo arrebatan. It's talking about the kind of faith that is aggressive. Habla de una fe agresiva, la cual no se tiene que, la cual no es pasiva, esperando que Dios haga, sino que se toma de lo que Dios ha prometido. It's the kind of faith that's not passive. A lot of you have passive faith. You just, and you, you said, Pastor Isaac, you've been very, very upfront and bold lately. And uh, I don't know what's gotten into you. Well, I've almost been here four years, so I'm getting a little comfortable, I guess. But some of you have a passive faith. You expect God to drop it in your mailbox. La fe pasiva espera que Dios deje el milagro en el buzón. Me salió la palabra buzón. Pero la fe que Dios demanda, que el reino demanda, es la que va a apropiarse por la fuerza y por la fe de lo que Dios ha prometido. That faith that, faith that is aggressive doesn't wait for it to drop in the mailbox, but it goes and takes by force what God has promised to us. I'll, promise, I'll tell you this. Everything you have this year, tonight, that you didn't have on January 1st, you have because you had aggressive faith. And everything you don't have, you don't have because you didn't have aggressive faith. Is that making sense? Lo que usted tiene hoy, que no tuvo enero primero, lo tiene porque tuvo fe. Y lo que no tiene hoy, es porque no tuvo la fe para tomarse o apropiarlo, apropiarse de ello. Entonces, el reino de Dios tiene una moneda. La moneda es la fe. The kingdom of God has a currency. That currency is faith. The kingdom of God has a constitution. Anybody know what that is? ¿Cuál será la constitución del reino de Dios? It's right here. If you brought your Bible, just hold it up. Si usted trajo su Biblia, levántela ahí. All right. Kingsway, we are slacking tonight. This is the constitution of the kingdom of God. Esta es la constitución del reino de Dios. You want to know what God wants? It's right here. 
You want to know what God teaches? It's right here. You want to know what God expects? It's right here. You want to know what God blesses? It's right here. ¿Quieres saber lo que Dios bendice? Aquí está en la palabra. ¿Quieres saber lo que Dios quiere hacer? Está en la palabra. Sus propósitos, su diseño, está en la palabra. La palabra de Dios es la constitución de el reino de Dios. That's why Kingsway we will always bring our Bibles to church. Por eso siempre vamos a traer nuestra Biblia a la casa de Dios. You know, I saw a preacher reading his Bible from the pulpit, from his phone one day, and I was so turned off by that. I thought, you know, for an unbeliever, they're looking at that and thinking that 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 thing whatever he's reading, it's equal to an email or a text message. But you see, friends, what's in this book isn't equal to an email or text message. This is the almighty word of the living God. It is the constitution of the kingdom. Esta es la constitución del reino. You want to get to know the kingdom, you have to know his word. Quieres conocer el reino, el reino tienes que conocer la palabra de Dios. Kingdom of God is good news, Luke 4.43, the good news of the kingdom. El reino de Dios es buenas nuevas, Lucas 4.43, las buenas nuevas del reino. You and I have good news. Usted y yo tenemos buenas nuevas. What are the good news? That the kingdom of God is more real than the kingdoms of this world. Las buenas nuevas del reino son lo que hoy proclamamos. Que el reino de Dios es más real que el reino en el cual usted y yo vivemos. So you have a choice tonight. At midnight, you can either go into the new year thinking about life in Barack Obama's kingdom, or you can think about life in the kingdom of God. That's not a hard choice. Cuando entre el año nuevo, usted tiene la opción de entrar el año pensando en el reino de Barack Obama o pensando en el reino de Dios. Now let me state something else. The kingdom of heaven is like a landowner. So not only does the kingdom have all of this institution, but it has a king. El reino de Dios es como un un mayordomo que tuvo una labor. Entonces, el reino de Dios tiene un rey. And let me tell you this, wherever the king is present, the kingdom is. Okay, sit, let that soak in for a second. Donde está el reino, donde está el rey, está el reino. Okay, let me try that again. Wherever the kingdom is, wherever the king is, The kingdom is present. How many of you have Jesus in your heart? So guess what? You got the kingdom. Tell your neighbor, I got the kingdom. Now say it with some style. I've got the kingdom. Si usted tiene a Jesús en su corazón, usted tiene el rey en su corazón, entonces el reino de Dios está en ti. Jesus said, the kingdom of God is within you. 
Jesús dijo, el reino de Dios está dentro de ti. The kingdom of God is in me and it's flowing out of me. El reino de Dios está dentro de mí y está fluyendo desde, el, desde en, en, en mi interior. Jesus said, fear not, little flock, for it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Jesús dijo, no temas a rebanito, sino que el Padre ha deseado darles el reino. kingdom of God is on the inside. There's peace in that kingdom. There's joy in that kingdom. There's healing in that kingdom. There's provision in that kingdom. And when you and I walk by faith, we're walking under the provision of the kingdom of God. Cuando usted y yo caminamos por la fe, estamos caminando bajo la provisión del reino de Dios. All right, now the Bible says that there is a vineyard. What is that vineyard? ¿Cuál es este viñar del cual habla Jesús? He said, the kingdom of heaven is likened to a landowner who had a vineyard. El reino de Dios es como un mayordomo que tenía un viñar. ¿Cuál es el viñar? What is the vineyard? I'll tell you what the vineyard is. The vineyard is God's purpose on the earth. El viñar es el, el propósito de Dios sobre la tierra. We, we learn in John 15, aprendemos en Juan 15, que el reino de Dios tiene una viña. The kingdom of God, the vineyard has a vine. Jesus said, I am the vine. The Greek actually renders it, I am the genuine vine. The genuine article. Jesús en Juan 15 dice, yo soy la vid verdadera. En otras palabras, él está diciendo, yo soy la vid genuina. There is only one vine in the vineyard. Hay solamente una viña en el viñar y esa viña es Jesús. There is only one vine in the vineyard and that vine is Jesus. Jesus is the difference between cola and Coca-Cola. He's the difference between Dr. Thunder and Dr. Pepper. Jesus is the genuine article. Jesus es el artículo genuino. Él es la vida genuina. He is the genuine article. Él es el, el, lo verdadero, lo genuino. And this is what Jesus said. This is what my father, how my father receives glory. When you bear much fruit, because you're the branches, when you bear fruit, and your fruit remains, the Father receives glory. Cuando usted da fruto, y su fruto permanece, dice, mi Padre es glorificado. How many of you want to glorify the Father? Can I ask you a sincere question? I didn't get an answer. Can I ask you a sincere question? All right. Does God have a right to expect fruit from you? That's a good church. We resent it sometimes. We pray, Lord, use me. And then he uses us and says, I feel so used. But he has the right to expect fruit from us. ¿Será que Jesús tiene el derecho a esperar fruto de nuestra vida? A veces como lo resentimos, como que Él no debe demandar nada de nosotros. Pero la realidad es que Él es 
la viña, nosotros somos los pámpanos y Él tiene todo derecho de esperar fruto de nuestra vida. He has every right to expect fruit from our life. And what does He want? He wants fruit, good fruit, and much fruit. Say that with me. Fruit, good fruit, and much fruit. Él quiere fruto, buen fruto, y mucho fruto. Y Él tiene derecho de esperar eso de nosotros. So here we are at the end of the year. Aquí estamos al fin del año. ¿Será que Dios está ajustando los libros? Maybe God is balancing the books. Checks under that branch. Is there fruit here? Is there good fruit here? There might be some fruit, Pastor, but it might not be good fruit. It might be some bitter fruit. No, is it good fruit? Not that flesh fruit we talked about a few weeks ago, but is there good fruit and is it a lot of fruit? Él está viendo la viña hoy y dice, ¿habrá fruto aquí? And I told you on Sunday that there was a man who had a vine and the vine produced no fruit and the, the landowner said, cut it down. Le dije el domingo de aquel el hombre que tenía un viñar y, y fue a buscar fruto y no halló fruto. Y el dueño dijo, cortalo, sacalo de la raíz, no sirve. Cut it down, it's useless. That's not anybody here tonight. I hope not. Espero que eso no sea nadie de nosotros esta noche. Que el Señor busque fruto y no haya. The Lord will look for some fruit and find them. But you know, the husbandman said, Master, let's give him another year. Dijo el, el, el que tendía esa viña, dijo, Maestro, vamos a darle otro año. Vamos a cultivar la tierra. Y vamos a darle otro año a ver si da fruto. Y si no da fruto en ese año, entonces sí, lo sacamos de la raíz. Master, if he doesn't bear any fruit this year, then we can cut him down. But let's give him another year. Can you hear the voice of the merciful Savior in there saying, Father? Oh, church, I believe there are some churches in America that God is looking for fruit and they're not bearing any. But I believe that the Son is saying, Father, just give me one more year. And there's some Christians that God is saying, Lord, just, just give me one more year. Let me get in there and bring revival and restoration. Let me get in there and cultivate the soil. Oh, church, I don't know who I'm talking to this evening, but I'm telling you, God is merciful, rich in his compassion, great in his loving kindness. And he's saying, I'm going to give you another year. I want to give you another chance. Don't miss your opportunity this coming year bear fruit like you never bore in your life and este año que viene de fruto como nunca dio en su vida God's purpose in the earth is the vineyard the saving of souls the bringing of glory to the father And that means that everything you and I do has a role in the kingdom. 
Todo lo que usted y yo hagamos tiene un papel en el reino. Your job is a kingdom job. No, I work for Exxon. No, you work for the kingdom. I said you work for the kingdom. Yeah. Su trabajo es un trabajo del reino. The money that's in my bank account is kingdom money. El dinero que yo tengo en la cuenta bancaria es dinero del reino. That house you live in is kingdom house. Esa casa donde usted vive es la casa del reino. Can the kingdom use it? ¿Será que el reino puede usar tu casa? That car you drive. That's a kingdom car. Ese carro que usted tiene es un carro del reino. Can the kingdom use it? Todo lo que tenemos forma parte del reino. Y cuando usted y yo participamos con lo que tenemos en el reino, estamos dando fruto. When you and I participate with what we have in the kingdom, we are accomplishing the purpose of God in the earth. Estamos cumpliendo el propósito de Dios en el mundo y esto es hacia la gloria de Dios. This brings glory to God. All right, that's the teaching part. Let me get to the message. I told you I was going to preach till midnight. All right. So. Let's see. Let's have uh, Elder Martinez. Would you help me please illustrate something tonight? And Elder Schweitzer. Vamos a ilustrar algo esta noche. Just come stand behind me, please. Let's get Elder Tommy up here. Let's get Jake and JD. Brother Israel. Roland. Now there's a kingdom. He has a kingdom, a king. The king has a vineyard, he has a purpose, and the vineyard requires laborers. Hay un reino, el reino es como un viñar, y el viñar requiere trabajadores. Now, in the days that Jesus is talking about, the vineyard, the day began, the work day began at 6 a.m. Think about that. Because when the sun went down, the day was done. When the sun went up, the day started. So at 6 a.m., these men behind me, they work as day laborers. Ahora, estos varones que ustedes ven detrás de mí, ellos trabajan como labradores en el viñar. Como cornaleros. ¿Cuántos saben de los cornaleros? Algunos. You know, have you ever seen day laborers? I drove into a into a gas station once in Houston, and about 50 men surrounded my car. I didn't know what was happening. They were day laborers. They thought I was going to pick up somebody for a job. I was scared for my life. So <laughs> they're going to pick me apart. One day in Houston, 
Me encontré entre unos cornaleros y me sacaron un buen susto. Yo no sabía qué querían, pero me rodearon el carro. What's a day labor? There's a part in town where all the men who want to work come out and they stand there. Hello, I need a job. I have to buy some Christmas gifts. That's how you are in the morning, isn't it? Y ahí están en una parte del pueblo y están listos para trabajar. And, a, and a, a landowner will walk by and say, I need two. Y el, 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 el dueño pasa por ahí y dice, necesito dos. Now you have more than two, but, but he has chosen two. And for our case, he's going to choose Elder Schweitzer and Elder Martinez. And they come out here and just stand together. You guys scoot over here. They have been working a long time. Ellos han estado labrando un largo tiempo. Do you know how long, Brother Joe, you've been serving the Lord? 47 years. Somebody give God a hand. How long, Brother Schweitzer? 45, come on. Don't you want to be able to say someday, I have been serving the Lord 45 years. Hermano Martínez, 47 años serviéndole al Señor. Hermano Schweitzer, 45. Entre los dos, casi 100 años de trabajo. Between the two of them, almost a hundred years. That's my desire. It's kind of discouraging when you hear somebody say, I've been serving the Lord 45 years and you've been serving him five months, but stay, stay with it. A veces desanima porque uno dice 45 años y usted tiene cinco meses. Pero tiene que comenzar con algo. They're laboring. And thank God for the early laborers. Gracias a Dios por los labradores. More than 50 years ago, a man came through this town and began to labor. Más de 50 años hacia atrás, 60 years so, old, llegó un hombre más de 60 años hacia atrás, comenzó a, a labrar el terreno, se llamaba Tijerina, his last name was Tijerina. And he wasn't the most successful minister, but boy was he faithful. And then he dropped the plow and someone else took it. And a man named Ramos came in and for 40 years started working the labor of the field. And Pastor uh, Brother Joe worked with him. And in other parts of this city, other men were laboring and Elder Schweitzer was working with them. And then he served 40 years in the pastorate of this church. 40 años sirvió hermano Ramos, pastor de esta iglesia. Lord, I'm hitting four, but he had 40 It's a long time to hit 40. 
Moses served God that length of time in the ministry. Moisés le dio 40 años al Señor. Hermano Ramos no tiene libro en la Biblia, pero él le dio igual 40 años a Dios. And about 9 a.m., the landowner went back out into the city and he saw these men and he said, I need another laborer. And he grabbed another one and brought him into the vineyard. Now these guys had three hours on him and they started working alongside. Ellos comenzaron a trabajar ahora. Ellos tenían tres horas de avance. Y él comenzó a aprender de ellos. He started to learn from them. How does the landowner like things done around here? ¿Cómo será que el, el, el dueño de este terreno quiere que, que se haga el trabajo? Y comenzaron a trabajar. And among these laborers in this church have been women and men. One of, his, one of those women was, was Brother Israel's grandmother. Uh, who served in this church and, and who, have, who have built the foundation that you and I sit on tonight. Esos fueron los que establecieron el fundamento sobre el cual estamos sentados hoy. I was thinking today there's a church in this town that was born and died in the space of the lifetime of this church. More than one. And somehow, this church has gone forward because God has a purpose in this city and you and I are a part of that purpose. And he's risen up laborers. Dios ha dado esta iglesia labradores los cuales han hecho un trabajo excelente eh, y, y ahora él llama a las nueve de la mañana, llama a otro y comienzan a trabajar and then Noon comes around, llega el mediodía, and he goes out and says, I still need some labor. So he brings in another man into the field. Now they have already worked six hours. Now he comes in and he starts to work. Ahora llega el otro y comienza a trabajar con mucho ánimo, con mucha alegría. Now the laborer comes in and starts working. You know, and, and it's like the, the man that was that was uh, chopping down trees and the old man would chop down a tree and he would sit down and he would rest. And the young man said, I'm going to chop down more trees to you than you today. He started chopping. Aquel hombre comenzó a tumbar árboles y el anciano se sentaba y tomaba un descanso. Y el joven dijo, yo voy a cortar más árboles que tú. Pero cuando acabó el día, el anciano tenía más cortados que el joven. At the end of the day, the old man had more trees cut than the young man. He said, how'd you do that? You took more breaks than Noah. He said, ¿Cómo, cómo lo hiciste? Tomaste bastante descanso y, y acabaste primero. He said, you know, every time I took a break, I sharpened the axe. And you never stopped to sharpen your axe. Él dijo, cada vez que yo tomé un descanso, le di filo al hacha. Some of you are fighting with a dull axe. Somebody, get, get, get your axe sharpened because there's a long day ahead. Hay un largo día por delante. Tome tiempo para afilar ese hacha. Now it's three o'clock. The landowner says, I need another laborer. He says, come on over. Go work. Son las tres de la tarde y va y saca otro y lo pone a trabajar. Gave him nine hours on this guy. 
Y ya le tiene nueve horas de avance. But he starts now. He starts to work. Can I tell you what? When you come into a new field, a field you've never worked in, ask some questions before you start giving orders. Try to figure out how does it get done around here. I have some people, they come to Kingsway Church. They want to tell us how to do Kingsway. I say, well, where are you from? Slow down. Sit down. Yo le dije a alguien, llegó y quería decirnos cómo, cómo hacer esto que Dios está haciendo aquí. Le dije, se me sienta. Pero que yo tengo experiencia de estudio bíblico y dije, se me sienta. Hasta que aprenda a oír la voz de Dios en esta iglesia. Aprenda primero. I said, you need to sit down. I guess he sat down in another church. Quizás se fue a sentar en otra iglesia. No le gustó, pero a veces hay que sentarnos un ratito. Because the, the, the landowner has a certain way he likes things done. El, el, labrador, el, el dueño tiene cierta forma como él quiere hacer las cosas. And so if he comes in and says, well, over in that other vineyard that I worked in yesterday, we did it like this. Well, guess what? You're not in that other vineyard. You're in this vineyard. Viene uno y dice, no, es que allá en ese vineyard le hacíamos así. Bueno, mijo, aquí no estás en aquel vineyard. Aquí estás en este. A veces viene alguien y dice, no que allá en esa iglesia le hacen asá, así, así, no me importa que hagan allá. Aquí es donde Dios está obrando. Queremos saber qué es lo que Dios está haciendo aquí. We want to know, what is God doing here? You know, we, the church has lost so much time comparing itself to other churches. God didn't call us to be other churches. He called us to be us. He called us to be Kingsway. He called us to be a light in our city. Somebody give God praise in this house. Now these guys, they're watching the clock. They have an hour left. Estos están viendo el reloj. Ya me falta una hora. Come on, don't act like you don't check the watch. Well, if you do it at church, I know you do it at work. Si lo hacen en la iglesia, ¿qué no lo harán en el trabajo? Ya falta media hora para los... El pastor le dio largo hoy. I think from five o'clock, one more hour, work till six. But the owner said, I could use another laborer. Now, Roland and Jake, be careful now, because the last time I used four guys in an illustration like this, they woke up in full-time ministry. All right, so Jake's already there, but Roland, you got to watch yourself now. It's five, what time is it? Five o'clock. Five o'clock. He's got one more hour. Work till six. He goes out to them. He says, why are you guys just standing around? Don't you love it when God asks a question he already knows the answer to? 
les pregunta, ¿por qué están parados aquí sin hacer nada? Watch out when God starts asking questions. Because he's teaching a lesson. Cuando Dios comienza a hacer preguntas es porque va a enseñar una lección. Where are you, Adam? He knew where Adam was. He wanted to know if Adam knew where Adam was. So why have you been standing around here all day long? He said, nobody hired us. Ellos dijeron, nadie nos ocupó. Have you ever gotten stuck waiting? Now that was a Baptist response right there. <laughs> Let me have hear a Pentecostal response. Have you ever gotten stuck waiting? Yeah. ¿Le ha pasado usted que se quedó en la espera? I want to just pause real quick. This is a long sermon anyway, so I just want you to I want to give you a sub-sermon right here. <laughs> what do you do while you wait? That's the question. What do you do while you wait? I know some of you, you complain. <sighs> <sighs> Trying to get that receptionist's attention. <sighs> ¿Qué hace usted cuando me está esperando? Se para así. ¿Hasta qué horas me tendrán aquí? Dijeron que a las dos ya son las tres. What do you do when you're waiting? You ready? Number one. Remember what you've been promised. ¿Qué haces mientras estás esperando? Número uno, recuerda lo prometido. God is not a man that he should lie. Nor the son of man that he should change his mind. Has he spoken and will he not do it? Solomon said, the Lord does. With his hand, what his mouth has spoken. So I'm telling you this evening, are you stuck waiting? Just start remembering the promises of God. Si usted está esperando esta tarde, comience a recordar las promesas de Dios. The Bible said that a good man, the blessed man, it says that he meditates on the law of the Lord day and night. All day long. See, these guys showed up at six. Ellos llegaron a las seis. They all showed up at six. Todos llegaron a las seis, but they had to wait. So while they're waiting, they need to be thinking about the promise. Because if they get their eye off the promise, they'll start complaining and they're going to go home. 
Si ellos quitan su ojo de la promesa, se van a olvidar de lo prometido y se van a regresar a casa sin galardón ninguno. But see, they have some faith. Ellos tienen fe. Ellos creen que el que los llamó a trabajar es fiel para ponerlos en la labor. They believe that the one that called them is faithful always to use them. Entonces ellos están esperando. So while you're waiting, Remember, what has God spoken to you? Has God spoken anything to you? Has he given you a vision in your heart? Has he shown you what he's going to do in your life? You see, the, the thing is, all these men up here, they've been waiting too. They've been waiting on things to come to pass that have been promised and they haven't quite yet come yet. But while you wait, you have to remember that God is going to fulfill every last word that he has spoken. Mientras usted espera, tiene que tener esa convicción de que Dios va a lograr todo lo que él ha prometido. I'm talking to some people who have 20 years worth of promises. I'm telling you, church, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Stay in Position, quédese en su puesto. Stay in your position. Rebecca stayed in position and she found a camel train of God's provision. Elisha stayed in position and he received the double portion of the Spirit of the Lord God upon Elijah. I'm talking about Kingsway Church. Stay in your position. Don't let anybody move you. Don't let anybody take you out of that place. No deje que nadie lo saque de ese lugar. Quédese en su posición. Rebecca estaba en posición y Dios le dio un diez cameos de provisión. Eliseo se quedó en posición y Jehová le dio la doble unción que estaba sobre Elías. Didn't it come this year? Wait for it. Remember. Dad. Remember you said you were going to take us to Disney World? No. Remember? Papá, ¿usted dijo que nos iba a llevar a Disneylandia? Oh. Sí, papá, ¿recuerda? Dios promete y su promesa es provisión. God promises and his promise is provision. Come on, praise him. If you got a promise in this house, praise him like you got a promise. I said, praise him like you got a promise. Because I know he promised you more than Disneyland. He promised you more than a Sunday. Uh, he promised you the kingdom. He promised you usefulness, fruitfulness. Come on, King's Way. If you have a promise, bless the Lord. He is good concerning his promise. 
Si usted tiene promesa, alabe a Dios como si ya tiene lo prometido. Porque lo que Dios dice, Dios lo hace. Bless God like you have what was promised. My soul praises the Lord. Number two, work while you wait. Número dos, trabaja mientras esperas. If you're waiting over here, you might as well say, hey, let me shine your shoes. I did a good job. Usted está acá esperando, dígale al vecino, déjeme limpiarle los zapatos. Hago buen trabajo. Are you listening, church? Some of you are waiting. But that's not God's way of waiting. He wants you to work while you wait. Algunos están esperando, pero Dios quiere que trabajes mientras esperas. So you might not be a pastor yet, but start witnessing where you're at. Quizás no es pastor todavía, pero comienza a testificar donde andas. Predícale a las vacas si tienes que. Acaba así comencé yo. Preach to the cows. That's how I started. You think I'm joking? I would stand on the on the back on the back of a flatbed trailer. Yo me paraba en una trailer que tenía mi abuelo y yo le predicaba al aire y a las vacas. Yeah, those gallos. I preach to the air. I preach to cows. I preach to roosters. I was five years old. And I would stand like Shambok. Tenía cinco años yo me paraba como Shambok. Decía, arrepiéntanse generación de víboras. I know my parents are in heaven today because they had a John the Baptist at home. Work while you wait. Why do you think I yell all the time? Because I preach the air. One day, my, my aunt told me, Isaac, she said, I don't know if you know this, but one day while you were preaching on the back of that flatbed trailer, your grandfather was backslidden and he came to Christ. Somebody, you need to work while you wait. I was telling a young man this, this week, I said, you've been sitting in the pew too much. You don't want to come to my counseling sessions. I said, you've been sitting in the pew too much. You need to serve somebody. You're a leader. I see leadership in you, but you're just sitting there. Is there anybody here tonight? Le dijo a un joven esta semana, usted tiene que servir. Está sentado más ahí escuchando. Usted va a ser líder. ¿Cómo va a llegar a ser líder si no comienza hoy? No es porque nadie más da trabajo. Nobody gives me a job. You don't have to be given a job. That's right, make a job. Hágase un trabajo. 
find a place to serve. You know that thing that bugs you about church? That's probably your ministry. Esa cosa que le estorba en la iglesia, ese es tu ministerio. Ay, cómo estorban los niños. A lo mejor usted, Dios, quiere que cuide a los niños. I'll just tell you my story. I was, a, I was 12 years old. Tenía 12 años. My, my pastor came into the classroom. He said, your uh, Sunday school teacher's in labor. Isaac, you're going to teach the class. Okay. I didn't retire till I left the college. And on top of that, I drove the church van. And we drove it so full, it wasn't ever legal. Yo manejaba la van de la iglesia y siempre tan llena que nunca iba legal. And I would get to church, help off the old ladies from the van, uh, descargaba las ancianitas de la van y me iba a enseñar. And I would go teach. I was working while I was waiting. Because when I slept, I saw myself preaching to multitudes. But I didn't have a multitude, and so I just had to work where I was. Number three, worship while you wait. Número tres, adore mientras espera. Are there any worshipers in the house? I'm talking about the kind that wake up worshiping. Scare the rooster. You wake up and say, glory. Habrá un adorador que cuando amanece, despierta el gallo. Gloria a Dios. Dice un ancianito que se levantaba y para levantarse de la cama, pero para cuando se levantaba, decía, gloria a Dios. There's a story about an old man. He would get up, his back hurt. He, he would start, ah. But before he got up, he said, praise the Lord. <laughs> Are you waiting? Worship. Don't wait till you get your miracle to worship. No esperes el milagro para adorar. Adora hoy. Don't wait for the promise. Worship. If you're if you're in waiting right now, I want you to start worshiping. Si usted está esperando ahorita, comience a adorar. I know that's not for everybody, but if you're waiting on something, I want you to start worshiping. Act like ain't nobody else in here but you. Algo como si no hay nadie más aquí, comience a adorar. God, I praise you. I thank you. I worship you tonight. Oh, God, my soul loves you. My soul loves you, Jesus. Mi alma te alaba, Señor. 
Estoy esperando tu promesa cumplida en mi vida, pero te bendeciré en todo tiempo. God, I bless you in every season. I'll worship you while I wait. Come on, don't leave me alone in the house tonight. No me dejes solo en la casa esta noche. Es fácil cantar cuando llega la promesa, pero oh, cómo te adoraré antes de que llegue. Oh God, I'll praise you before the promise. I'll praise you while hope is still rising. I'll praise you while joy is still on the way. I'll praise you while healing is still coming. Come on, church, don't leave me alone tonight. Worship while you wait. Adora mientras esperas. Have you waited a long time? Worship. Oh, let your spirit man come forth. Let your spirit man come forth. Come on, stand to your feet and just begin to worship.